This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. There's been a lot of conversation about Chinese's emergence as a superpower over the last couple of decades, and most recently because of the tariff war that seems to be going on. And I even did a podcast on leadership, and I juxtaposed Chinese China's leader, Xi Jinping, versus uh, Donald Trump, and I thought it was really powerful. As an American, you know, it's important that we, of course, praise ourselves and we, you know, loud our leadership and our power and our might, but we have to be realistic. Uh, because nations are powerful until they aren't. People are powerful until they aren't. And usually there's something that precedes the loss of power. There's usually a precursor or a foreshadowing of, of how that power will be lost. And people usually fail because they don't pay attention to history. There's nothing new under the sun. The fall of Greece, the fall of Africa, the fall of Egypt, the fall of Rome, all had a precursor, the fall of Great Britain, the fall of Russia. There was, all, there was something that happened to make that happen. And it's usually uh, greed and uh, myopia. You know, usually being myopic will allow you to believe some things that aren't true and will allow you to make moves that are not wise. People succeed because they first get good counsel, but also because they are students of history. So I want us to do that. Um, and part of this podcast and the reason why I broke down Xi Jinping's background and how he emerged and rose to power is because there is a story arc that can be followed. Ten years from now, do not be surprised if America is no longer a superpower. I don't want to see that happen because I'm American, but it's there's a layup. <laughs> going on. There is a plan going on. And so um, I had an interesting conversation with Becky Wong, who I talked about in my last podcast, who challenged me about my ignorance as, as far as it, uh, creativity is, is concerned. And when I told her there's no Chinese Beyonce, she immediately, not immediately, she sent me an email recently that basically said checkmate. So I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm sure there is one. I just need to learn Chinese and immerse myself in the culture. That said, she also talked about during our conversation, which we had on YouTube, and I'll put the link in the description in this podcast, she talked about a 10,000-year plan. She says in her culture, they are taught to, to, to plan 10,000 years out, and it's really like a plan for humanity, that the Chinese see themselves at the epicenter of ushering in what's going to happen over the next 10,000 years, and you think about that for a second. And I've talked about this quite frequently because it was profound to me. 10,000 years, I can't even fathom. But they also have a 1,000-year plan. And then they do a 100-year plan. And all of those plans actually are people planning for a world that they won't be in. I joke, or not joke, I really do believe I'm going to be here 120 years, but that would require me to have a plan in my 20s for the next 100 years. And I didn't make a 100-year plan in my 20s. I'm doing it now, I'm doing it now, but I won't be here 100 years from now. At least I don't think I will, and if I will, man, may modern medicine make me uh, as healthy as possible <laughs> so I can run, jump, and play um, at 150. But that said, you know, if you even contemplate making a five-year plan, 10-year plan, ha has anyone done that who's listening to me? And if you have, congratulations. Do you have a 25-year plan? What does that look like? A 50-year plan, what does that look like? When you get out 50 years, you're not planning for yourself or even your children or your children's children. You're planning for society. 
And that's the distinction I want to make about the Chinese. They don't just plan for their progeny, which all of us should be doing. We should all have a legacy plan. They're not planning for their kids and their kids' kids. They're planning for humanity. And that is something that we all need to take a, you know, stock of. So I'm going to talk about that in this podcast, and I'm going to talk about the three things that we can learn from the planning of the Chinese. But before I do, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Care Of. And you can go to TakeCareOf.com right now. Use my code Karen30, and you get 30% off your first order. Now, what are you ordering? Vitamins and nutrients. Uh, Do you have a health routine? You know I'm really big on health because this is something that if we're going to be planning for the next 10,000 years, we need to be healthy enough to see the, the foundation of that plan put into action. And that means we need to really take stock of our health. So give yourself support, the support you need this season with a boost, whether you're looking for energy, better sleep to maintain stress, or something else that you need to feel healthier. Go to takecareof.com and use Karen 30 and start getting your life together. All right. So what do you do? You got to take a test, a five minute quiz actually. And they'll ask you a bunch of questions about the things that you want to see accomplished, the things that you're struggling with. Like if you feel sluggish or you don't feel like you have enough energy or, you know, maybe you're vitamin D deficient as I am. Um, and maybe you're getting in the gym and you need some protein or whatever, go and take the quiz. And at the end of the quiz, it'll give you a profile of the things that you need to take, right? So whether whether it's vitamins, pro- protein powders, or what have you, they'll they'll give you a prescription for the vitamins and, and how you should take them in every day and all of this. And, and they even allow you, there's a, an app where you can uh, get on your app and they will, you know, keep up with, keep track of how you're actually um, doing with your vitamin plan. And it comes right to your doors, delivered, so you don't even have to go to the store or anything like that. It's real easy, right to your door, and the supplement packets will be lined up for you every day so that there's really no thought either. So go to TakeCareOf.com, use Karen30, and you get 30% off. All right, now back to the plan. Okay, so there is something called the governance of China that Xi Jinping has Delivered. He delivered in a speech when he became president, and it's been a constant drumbeat that he has given to his people, the governance of China. And in this, there's something called the China dream. You know how we talk about the American dream? The American dream, which is faltering. The China dream, the China dream, they started putting into effect back in 1949. 1949, I wasn't even thought of. But the Chinese were thinking about a 100-year plan of dominance, not just in the world, but within their country, the China dream. So by the year 2049, (laughs) the year 2049, which is exactly a century after the founding of the People's Republic of China during the Chinese Communist Revolution, they believe that they will be the dominant superpower. But they don't just believe that. For the last 100 years, they have been putting plans and laying foundations into effect, okay? So achieving the Chinese dream, achieving the China dream has become a trademark slogan of the Xi administration since he first publicly uttered the phrase back in 2012 in a speech that he did in November of 2012. And he refers to the China dream as make as not making empty promises, which is what we get here in America, but he actually uh, makes subtle references to geopolitical strategies that he's going to be putting out. And his strategy to supplant the United States as the global superpower, that's the, that's the plan, by the way, y'all. So I'm, I'm just putting it out there. His plan 
which is to supplant the United States as the global superpower, calls on Chinese leaders to learn from history. So that means that you have to know history. You have to be a student of history. You have to know that Mars isn't part of the moon. The moon is not part of Mars, that, uh, <laughs> that the Native Americans were here first. You have to know that folks that came from Africa came from a continent that is rich in all resources and that they were super people before they came here. You have to know history. You have to know that black folk aren't, you have to know some things in order to have a plan 100 years in the future, okay? So here's number one, all Chinese leaders have to learn from history. So they first have to know it, particularly the history of America's rise to superpower status in the 19th century. So they're not just studying their own history, y'all. They're studying the history of our country and how we can, there are people in America don't, don't, that don't even know American history. They're Americans that don't know American history. They also studied the Soviet Union's failure to replace the United States of America in the 20th century. They also study, and he's been writing about this actually, that China, this is what Lee, Lee, um, Lee wrote, um, Xi Jinping has written, uh, that, that China should strive to avoid directly antagonizing the United States too soon which means they're gonna antagonize us. I feel like we're being antagonized now, by the way, because we started a trade war that we can't f finish. And they came back and like, oh yeah? How much of our goods do you import? Checkmate. <laughs> they, they, uh, there's a book actually um, that talks about the China dream. Um, and in it, uh, and I'm gonna put a link in the description of this podcast to that book so that you can read about the China dream yourself. In it, they write um, that the Soviet Union, uh, that first of all, don't antagonize the United States too soon, as the Soviet Union did during the Cold War. Rather, they advise that China influence US, U.S. foreign policy in such a way as to ensure that Washington behaves more like Great Britain did in the 20th century, in the early 20th century. And what happened to Great Britain in the early 20th century? Well, it declined and then it gave way to the United States and it kind of just gave up. And so that's their strategy. And, and if you look over the last 20 decades, China has come in, it purchased our debt. If you live in New York City, you know that it purchased, uh, Chinese people purchased a great deal of real estate. Chinese, the Chinese have imported. There's nothing, I just, I just bought something. <laughs> um, I got an Awari board from uh, Kareem, my, my uh, chief technologist. He bought me an Awari board, but then when he went to get me the seeds, um, the, the box was made in China. So then he had to go back to the man and get real seeds from Ghana. So I have, I actually planted one of the Awari seeds uh, this past weekend because I want to see it grow into a great mighty tree, but I'm also going to use them to play in my game. But the point I'm making is the, the seeds that he got from the guy originally came from China. Like your underwear made in China. There's not anything that we have, our televisions, any appliances, all kinds of clothing made in China. China, China, China. So over the last 20 years, they have supplanted, and they've allowed us, they bought up all our soybean. So our soybean farmers were flourishing. So then when the trade war happened, they were like, mm, we don't need your soybean anymore. Oh, y'all want to play games? No more soybeans. <gasps> what? The farmers were like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is the only way we're... So, so they, they studied what the Soviet Union did was to try to, to hit us with the nuclear, the might, the war, be you know nasty, fight, 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 fight. And China's like, nah, let's do it the way we, the United States got Great Britain under wraps. So the competition between the United States and the, and the United States will not take the form of a world war or a cold war. 
it will be more it will not even be a shooting duel or a boxing match it'll be more like a track and field comp competition and you know I talk about running this race what do I do they're talking about a marathon no we're doing a relay race and I think if you have a hundred year or a thousand year or a ten thousand year plan you're thinking like I'm thinking Relay race, hand the baton, we got to this point, here you go, get us to the next point, here you go, get us to the next point. That's the only way that this race is going to be won, and they think like that already. Okay, so here we go. Uh, three things to come out of this understanding of how the Chinese move, and it's a powerful thing that individuals must also incorporate into their lives. So this is why I'm doing it, not because, you know, yes, I'm American, I want to see us win, but we're not going to win as long as the vast majority of Americans are in abject ignorance, and willfully so. But individually, we can win no matter who's in power by empowering ourselves. Okay, so here are the three things that the Chinese are doing that each of you listening to my voice can do right now. Have a vision. Have a vision. Have a vision that is a long-term vision. Of course, make your individual goals for what you want to get done this year, what you want to get done over the next five years, the next 20 years, but then have a 100-year vision for you and your family, for your community. Have a 1,000-year vision for you, your family, your community, your country. Have a 10,000-year plan. That's your homework. Start with the 100 years. It's a lot easier. Because when you start getting into the 1,000 years, you also then, which is something we're going to talk about later on, not in this podcast, but in future podcasts, because I, this is, if you, if you put it together, this is a journey that we're on to empowerment, self-empowerment, but also I'm, I'm doing something that's very strategic that I'm not going to talk about yet, but I've given you shades and hints of it. But if you think a thousand years in advance, it also forces you to think about what kind of technology is going to be around. What will the world's needs be? And if you can think about what people, human beings will need a thousand years from now, then today you have to start creating it, right? Hmm. When we talk about the cell phone and that there's this one type of mineral that you can only get in Africa, you have to kind of think about how do we get that mineral into cell? How do you create cell phone? A thousand years ago, th there were no cars, airplanes. I mean, think about that. But you had to think of a world that you couldn't even fathom. And then that exercise, you start to create things that aren't here right now. And that's powerful. So the first thing is vision. The next thing that you learn, that I learned, watching this 100,000, 10,000 year planning of the Chinese is blueprints. Have to write it down, I can't say it enough. Make your plans plain on paper. You have to write down these plans. It's not enough to just have a vision. Put it in action. And as the, the art, there's an art to this. The art of writing it down and diagramming what needs to happen next, you start to connect the dots. I'm telling you, it's the, the only thing that people, how are you able to do all the things that you're doing? I plan. I have a vision, but I put it on paper. And you should see, I have, a new, I have notebooks, and I also have it in my computer because computers are not reliable, but I have notebooks, papers. I plan my ass off because that's the only way you can accomplish things. It's not just having a business plan for your future. You need to have a life plan. And now you have to have a community plan. Now you have to have a thousand-year plan. But you have to put it on paper. And the third thing you have to have, which I don't have, uh, but I, let, me, let me stop saying that because apparently I do have it, is patience. Patience. You have to be willing to sit in the soil long enough to see something sprout. Now, you may not be here 100 years to see your plan come to fruition, but to have the steely patience to know that it will, 
because it just will, to have the confidence, go back to my confidence series, to know that what you envisioned that you put on paper will manifest in reality, you have to have that. The patience coupled with the confidence in order for that to be become a reality. So those are the three things I learned from watching uh, and listening to Becky Wong talk about that 10,000-year plan because that really floored me. I couldn't even contemplate that, but now I can. Now, I'm, I'm nowhere near finished with my 100-year plan, but I'm now thinking differently, and I'm asking the right questions, which is another podcast that I did. I'm asking the right questions of myself as I make the plan. Like, what will people need a 1,000 years? Will we even have food? What will our air quality be like if we continue along? Which is why the Chinese were able to have that one-child rule, while they were able to do a host of things that they're doing now, which look cruel and crazy and all host of other things. But if you are looking at the signs and if you are watching science, you are seeing there may not be good, clean air or water a thousand years from now. So what will we need? How will we eat and drink and, you know, communicate a thousand years from now? Now, that's your homework. All right. Until um, next time, I hope you enjoy. Share this podcast with everybody. Share it, share it. Just just go out and yell to the top of the mountaintop. This podcast is dope. And let everyone know where they can follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter because on Sundays I answer questions when you use the hashtag podcast at Karen Hunter. Ask me anything. And till next time. <laughs>